Welcome to the Compassionate Wellness Podcast. I'm Alex Trainer. I'm a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, and I am so excited you're here. The wellness industry is full of do's and do nots, shoulds and should nots, but I like to take a different approach. I'll be sharing all things health and wellness from a joyful, real life, compassionate perspective. If you're ready to drop the cookie cutter approach and create a life you truly love while eating a cookie or two along the way, let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to the Compassionate Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. I have a topic that I am really looking forward to talking about. I'm hoping we can have a little bit of a heart-to-heart this week, a little health coaching heart-to-heart, if you will, because something I'm noticing recently is there's this dichotomy, and this is probably obvious, but there's this dichotomy between the diet culture world and this body positivity space where people feel like they need to be in one or the other or that they are at odds, like you either have to diet and be concerned about your weight or you have to accept yourself for how you are and have no concerns about weight and there's not really room in the middle. And in several conversations that I've had recently, I'm hearing people really wrestling with this decision of trying to decide which world they want to live in, which space fits them best. And I think as a health coach, I really believe that there is space in between there. I don't think, I hope we all know this by now, but I'm not into diet culture. I don't think that is the answer for most of us. It doesn't seem very sustainable from what the research shows and from just anecdotally and working with clients and my own experience, I don't feel that's very sustainable. However, if you want to be in this body positivity space, there's still room to make changes and to want more for your health and wellness. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is this idea of acceptance. Because the vibe that I get when I speak about acceptance with other people is that acceptance is complacency. Acceptance is also viewed as laziness, that you always want to be striving for more. And so if, if I'm too accepting, then what's the motivation to change? If I accept myself, there's no reason for me to want more. The other vibe I get is that people will say, I will love and accept myself and my body when I'm a size six or when I've lost 10 pounds. There's, there's this idea that acceptance comes after we make a change. And what I think is really interesting is that the science and the research paints a completely different story. We actually have it backwards. The acceptance piece is foundational to be able to create long-lasting change, something that you can stick with. In order to do that, we have to first be accepting of ourselves. When we approach change, we have all these different perspectives. We all have different experiences, different challenges, We aren't a blank slate when we are coming into the change process. If something has historically been very challenging for you and you attempt it again, you're coming in with the expectation that this probably isn't going to be very easy, right? These past experiences, the thoughts that we have, they're all important. We have this operating system of sorts that's built up through all of our thoughts, our experiences, our perspectives, how we think about things, how we feel about how we think about things, all of that will influence our actions. 
what we know is that starting from a place of acceptance and positivity is helpful to making lasting and meaningful change. So that's what I want to dive into a little bit today of what acceptance looks like and how we can start increasing our acceptance in order to make those changes that we are wanting to work on. There's really two forms of acceptance that I want to dive into today. One being internal, acceptance of internal experiences and one of external experiences. Internal acceptance would be looking at your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your beliefs about yourself. All of those things, becoming accepting of them is important to internal acceptance. I know this is so cliche, but I did look up the definition of acceptance just to get a feel for what what exactly are we talking about here? So the definition is the action or process of being received as adequate or suitable, which to me is like the bare minimum, right? Like when we're saying this is adequate, it's it's fine. It's enough. And so really, I think that's what we're talking about here is internal acceptance is just that belief that you're enough. It sounds so foundational, but man, can that be challenging? I think this is so important because let's look at how our beliefs about ourselves might influence the choices or the decisions that we make. If I'm looking for a car, for example, let's say I want to buy a car. I personally don't view myself as someone who would drive a Ferrari. I love Ferrari, but am I going to go buy a Ferrari? I don't believe so. I don't believe I make enough money, first of all, to buy a Ferrari currently. Maybe that would change in the future. That'd be great. But currently, I don't feel that. I don't feel like I have the driving style of someone who would drive a Ferrari. And so when I'm thinking about, okay, hey, I need a new car. I'm going to go car shopping. I don't even consider going to look at a Ferrari. It's just not in my scope to even think about. So when we are thinking of changes, we opt for things that reflect our thoughts about ourselves. So if you don't feel like you are enough, how are you supposed to feel deserving of the changes that you want to accomplish? If you don't feel you're deserving, what effort will you put into that change? We're talking real talk here. I I know I said that at the beginning. This is a heart to heart, right? For real, if we don't feel like we are important, if we don't feel like we're worth carving out that time, if we don't feel like we are valuable enough, then what effort will we put in to making our dreams a reality? It's going to look a lot different than if you felt like this is me. I am worth it. I am enough. I accept myself. I love myself. It's a completely different perspective. I think sometimes we have this fear too that if we do say I'm enough, then we don't push for more. But that's just not reality. That's not what the research shows us. That's not what experience teaches us. It's not an either or situation. If we love ourselves so much that you never have to change, there's no accountability in that perspective. But if we hate ourselves so much that we feel like everything needs to change, that doesn't get us in the right headspace to make a lasting change. Internal acceptance is also being accepting of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. 
Isn't this mindfulness? I know it seems like that comes up every week, but I feel like that is mindfulness. It's being able to observe our thoughts and our feelings and the way that we're thinking and the emotions that we have without over-identifying with them, which is one of the core components of being self-compassionate. If this is something that you're having a hard time with, I would encourage you just to think about thoughts like emails. You can't stop them from coming in. You're going to get emails. They exist. But you don't need to open all of them. Some of them are junk emails. Some of them are spam. Who knows where they came from? We can just filter those right out. They just pop in and it is what it is. We don't have to dwell on them. And some of them you can unsubscribe from. That newsletter that you signed up for to get 10% off your first purchase three years ago and you've never bought anything since, you can unsubscribe to that. We don't need that email anymore. But we can't say, I'm going to stop all emails or my emails will only look like this template. But it's just not reality. They come in. We can't always control them. But we choose how we respond to them and how we filter them or how we unsubscribe to them. Let's look a little bit at acceptance of the external things. The situations, the hardships, the challenges, those are more external cues or experiences. And we're going to have a little bit more real talk here. I think, myself included, I think instead of accepting the hard, we often run from the things that feel complicated, that feel hard or scary. I think of this as being like everyday challenges that pop up in life, things that we don't expect, but we are presented with challenges. This could also be cravings. Those feel hard sometimes. Emotions feel hard sometimes. Some of these things that happen to us, we avoid or we pivot or we, we choose to numb them out instead of accepting them and being able to navigate through it. We try to avoid it. We shut that down completely. And I think sometimes what we do, and I know I've done this for sure, is we jump straight to problem solving. A challenge pops up. I don't like that. Let's figure out what we can do different. Let's pivot. And we just avoid it. And I think that's a good skill to have. Problem solving is important. Where it becomes more challenging is when we don't hold the space to accept the challenge first. To feel it, to understand it, to come to this point of recognizing that this is a hard thing and that's okay. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to feel like you're being challenged. Most of us don't like that, and so we just would rather skip that part. Acceptance for these external things really makes us look the challenge in the face. It makes us cope with it. It makes us hold space for it. And so instead of avoiding it or looking the other direction, we can actually navigate through it in a non-judgmental way. Accepting these external difficulties also helps us to let go of the need for control and really changes how we relate to and how we think about these challenges. When we're able to think about it differently because we're accepting that it's hard and that's normal for it to be hard, we can be more flexible in our response because it's not this big looming thing. We are feeling it, we understand it, and we can see more options. One thing that my mom actually told me growing up, we used to hear this all the time, but if you take a pebble and you hold it up to your eye, 
That pebble is really big and it's looming and that's all you can see. But if you put that pebble down, let's say you are standing in a river, you put it in the river, it's so small and you can see so many different things. And that's really what we're doing with acceptance is we're putting that difficulty down, putting it into perspective, accepting that it's hard and being living through hard things is what makes us human. And when we can recognize that, we can see the options. We can see different ways to navigate it and different ways to respond. And we can choose the thing that fits best what we are looking for. As a summary of all of this, when we are changing how we relate to both these internal and external experiences, we're changing the whole game. We're coming into it with a completely different perspective, a different foundation, and that's huge. Acceptance really is part of common humanity, which is part of self-compassion. So in that way, it's an important component to be able to be self-compassionate is to recognize that we all have hard times. We all have things we don't like about ourselves. We all have parts of our bodies we wish look differently and situations we wish were different and experiences that we wish we didn't have to go through. We all struggle and that struggle is what brings us together. That struggle makes you human. One topic area where acceptance comes up a lot in my coaching is working around emotional eating. And one of the first things we do is just learn to accept it. You emotionally eat. Every other human that I've talked to has emotionally ate at some point in their life. Nearly every client I've had has wanted to work on emotional eating. It is so common. And when we think about it, the ones who manage it well, the ones who have found ways to overcome that is because they're not freaking out about it. It's not all consuming. They're accepting that balls. This was a hard day. I need a cookie and they can eat the cookie and they can move on because it's just it is what it is. It's acceptance. The ones who struggle with it are the people who say, balls, I had a hard day. I need a cookie. And then they eat the cookie and then they beat themselves up for eating the cookie. So they eat more cookies and then it spirals because if I've had two cookies, I might as well eat the rest of these. And what else do I have in this cabinet? And that's where it becomes problematic. Emotional eating in itself is not a problem when we can do it mindfully, when we can accept that it's human to want comfort when we are having a hard time. I feel like I got on a little soapbox there. So that's something I am very passionate about that probably comes through. Acceptance is one of these things too that sounds nice and is hard to know where to start, right? Like, okay, I want to be more accepting, of myself, of my body, of my thoughts, of my experiences, what what do I do? What do I do with that? So I want to give you three practical ways that you can start to increase your acceptance of yourself and of your internal and external circumstances. And keeping in mind my disclaimer that I always say, it's not an overnight change. This will take practice and it comes over time. So the more you can practice these things, the more you can try them out, sometimes they may feel like, dang, that felt so good. And sometimes you may try it and be like, that was a flop. But the more that you practice with it, the easier it becomes and the more natural it becomes. So here's three three ways you can get started. The first one, notice your self-talk. Pay attention to the things that you say to yourself. 
And more than paying attention to it, I would recommend writing it down, keeping a journal. When we write things down, it's something we can work with then. It's not this ethereal thought that's floating around and kind of exists. Write it down so you can look at it and then analyze it and be like, is that true? Is this important? What would I say differently? As you're noticing your self-talk, look for opportunities to speak positively about yourself. We're so used to looking at the negatives because our brain needs to know when we're in danger, when we're doing something that's harmful for self-protection. Your brain doesn't always need to know like, hey, I did a good job of drinking my water today. It's just not at the priority list for your brain unless you are making it a priority by looking for something positive to say about yourself. So that's the first one. Notice your self-talk. Number two, of course, self-compassion. Practice self-compassion. You can use my favorite question. I've said it before. I will probably say it a million times. Ask yourself, what do I need right now? Self-compassion is soothing yourself because you are worthy of being soothed, because you deserve comfort. It's not comfort because I hope to change this situation and it will make me feel better. You may feel better, but the point is to soothe yourself. In order to practice self-compassion and get more acceptance, stop fighting yourself and focus on how you can soothe yourself instead. What would that look like? What do you need in this moment? And number three is to remember and keep in mind that your thoughts are just thoughts. Use this almost like a mantra. I want to do a little exercise just to illustrate this a bit, something that you can do in the moment if you are starting to feel overwhelmed by your thoughts. Wherever you are, I just want you to take five seconds and think to yourself, I can't blink my eyes. And say it several times. So I can't blink my eyes. I can't blink my eyes. I can't blink my eyes. And now I want you to blink your eyes. This is an example that thoughts are just thoughts. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. Your thoughts absolutely can influence your behavior. The way we think about something matters, but your thoughts can't control it. Just because you think you can't blink doesn't mean that you can't blink. So if you're having some of these thoughts, other things that you can do is to say them out loud in a goofy voice or sing them. That's something that I will do sometimes is just sing whatever random thought that doesn't fit what I, what I really would want to think, what's more aligned with my values. When I have just a random thought, I just sing it and it sounds goofy and it's very clear that that is not a true or accurate statement. It's just a random thought. It's not something I need to dwell on. You can also use some kind of imagery. So maybe the thought pops in your mind, you recognize it, and you imagine a box, that thought getting delivered to you in a box where you can slap a label on it that says automatic thought. This is just an automatic thought. And then you can send that box out. So just to summarize those three things, one, notice yourself talk. Two, practice self-compassion. And three, remember that your thoughts are just thoughts. I always like to wrap up by giving you some kind of encouragement to consider for the week or some kind of question to ponder on. And so I want you just to imagine that you feel great in your body, 
that you are loving your body, you are accepting of your body and your whole self. You're accepting of yourself as you are right now. And then I want you to think about how you act when you feel that way. How would you act? What activities would you participate in that maybe you're holding yourself back from? How would you talk to yourself? How would you treat yourself? And whatever comes to your mind, I would encourage you to try to do that thing this week. To build the acceptance so that you can make that change and feel the way that you want to feel. It is possible and it's actually recommended to accept yourself before starting a change journey. It's going to be much easier for you. We all have permission to stop being afraid of loving and accepting ourselves. You are not a problem to be solved. Your life is not a problem to be solved. You are a whole individual. You are whole as you are. You're allowed to love yourself just as you are right now. You are allowed to accept yourself just as you are right now. And you're allowed to believe that you're enough and you're allowed to want more for yourself. You can feel great and feel deserving of improved health and wellness. All of these things can go coexist. There's no need to feel like you have to be in one world or the other. We can combine them where you can feel good and feel positive and accepting and be working on lifestyle changes. That's what I have for you today. Hope this was helpful. Feel free, send me any feedback or messages that you have. I always love hearing your perspectives and your thoughts. So thank you for sharing with me. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Compassionate Wellness Podcast. If this message resonated with you, please share it with someone you care about. I'd love to connect with you as well. Follow me on Instagram at alextrainer.coaching or visit my website, alextrainercoaching.com. And as a reminder, trainer is spelled kind of goofy. It's T-R-E-A-N-O-R. For any references mentioned in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful day and don't forget to make time for something you enjoy.